good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on where you are in the world and what time you're listening. Right now, it is morning here on the East Coast. And welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Ask Dr. Joy Well. It's a time where we come together and answer some of your more profound questions um, about life, about relationships, about how to get your joy back when you're in a stuck place. And so for those of you out there who are experiencing some trouble in balancing your life, in figuring out what next steps are, it's helpful to talk to someone or really to, you know, write down the issue, to send it in and to get some feedback. And so I encourage you, we do this every Wednesday, to send in your comments, your uh, questions. Let's talk about it. Totally confidential. You can put whatever name you want to put, but I'd love to hear from you. And we have a letter today and I'm going to jump right into that letter because it really does. I think it, it, it matters to me um, that people know what I meant when I posted on Instagram last night and uh, I'm at Captivating Joy. For those of you who don't know, I'm also at Purpose Over Pickles. But this was on my personal Instagram page. Um, I was talking to my best friend and I just had an epiphany about life. And so we're going to talk about that. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I am Dr. Joy. I am a mental health clinician. I am a professor, a researcher, a public speaker, as well as an advocate for women, for women to live their best lives in whatever way that is. A lot of times we define ourselves by what we have or what we can get from other people. Instead, it's time to look within and look at all of the gifts, the talents, and the resources that are available to you right now. So I say that to say part of what I do here um, and part of what we do on the Challenge Yourself podcast is to encourage people out there to challenge yourself to go beyond where you are. I mean, really, in just simple, practical steps every single day, your life can become the life that you desire, not the life your parents desired for you, not the life that your your significant other desired, but the life that you desire, making the choices that you want to make. That's significant. And so I want to encourage you right now to sit down and figure out first, number one, who it is that you are. Now, that may change over time, but who are you right now? Can you answer that question? Can you answer that question? Who are you? What causes are you interested in 
and serving in because part of our really our job here while we're here while blood is running through our veins is to serve in some capacity now what what group that you decide to serve it's up to you but the willingness to serve should be a part of every aspect of what we do including ourselves so when when i talk about self what i'm referring to is developing a personal intimacy with yourself because on that list of serving is the ability to be able to serve yourself to take care of yourself to develop a sense of personal intimacy in all of the different arenas of your life emotional physical psychological right sensual educational your cognitive your cognition your overall wellness because for you to get to a level of joy means that you got to deal with some of the deep cuts and some of the deep hurts. You got to deal with some of the areas in which you know that you are, are really losing battles inside. You don't want to lose the battle of your mind. We've seen what happens when people lose the battle that's in the mind. And there is a battle raging. It's a battle between the little you that little person that wants to say, Nan, any boo-boo, you'll never be able to do it. And then the, the you that is becoming. There's a scene on the Selena series on Netflix where Chris asks Selena what she's thinking. And Selena says something interesting. And I think it has stuck with me since I saw that that episode um she said does the butterfly remember being a caterpillar you know it's interesting because we see that the caterpillar goes through a transformation as do all of us who you were five years ago, 10 years ago, even a year ago, may not look like who you are today. Our brains are so powerful. We have so many neuronal connections. That means your, your, your neurons form all kinds of connections for different levels of memory declarative episodic memory we could get into all of that I'm not going to go all psychology on you today but I want you to realize that yes our brains remember events and pain but they also can remember joy so we can remember the times where we may have been in, in a cocoon-like state, incubating, just trying to figure things out, and then coming out and surprising ourselves when we did better than expected. 
right? I've had times in my life over the past, just goodness, it's, has it, it's not even been 40 years yet because I'm not 40 years old yet. I've had times in my life where I shocked myself at the amount of things that I was able to do. I shocked myself. Um, when I completed my PhD, I remember, I'm getting off track, but it's okay. Um, when I completed my PhD, I think the sh- most shocking point of it was, was the really kind of looking at the body of work that I had written unedited. So before it was edited, before I went through cleaning it up, all of that, looking at the, that, that, it wasn't a trapper keeper because that's old school. But looking at the notebook, um, the, 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 the notebook of, of paper that was there, um, it was half of a ream of paper, if not more, that was there. And I couldn't believe it. And I remember sitting with my friends at Panera Bread and saying, I can't believe that I just did this. I don't believe that I wrote this. You know, I've been writing since I was 12 years old. 12 years old. I started writing. I wrote my first book at 12 in with with a mechanical pencil. (laughs) So imagine that with a mechanical pencil, which were so cool. I used to love playing with my mechanical pencil as a child. But I had two little notebooks and I wrote a book. I also sent in two short stories, which they weren't really that short, but they were short to, um, I want to say 17 magazine. It was either 17 magazine or one of the, one of the magazines, teen magazine back in the day, I sent in several short stories and I continued to write, um, through, my early 20s. But working on a PhD and so moving through a master's program, which, you know, writing 15 page papers was not a big deal. When I wrote my 100 page master's level project thesis, whatever we want to call it (laughs) these days, that was um, cool. I mean, it was like, okay, I had a lot to talk about. But working on the PhD was a battle of the mind. And that battle of the mind was the me that wanted to quit and just throw it all away because I was tired of being in school. So, you know, there are those of you out there who truly have been through a lot, right? You've just been through a lot of changes in your life. And sometimes you get tired, you don't want to do anything. I remember getting to a point in my school journey where I was like, I don't want to do, I, I, I just would love to quit. I would love to quit. And I don't really think I had quit anything at that point. Being a high performer, being, you all, like this is real time, so there's, we're mowing the lawn outside my house. 
but being a high performer, being a just constantly worried about my work, wanting my work to be perfect, perfectionistic, um, always looking for something better, always wanting to put out my absolute best, staying up all hours of the night to make things better, to make things brighter, to make them more robust, to think of ways to impress and improve, improve. Those were some of the things that I did in my life. And that started very early. And I just remember saying to myself, I've never really quit anything. I'm not talking about relationships, but I'm talking about, because yeah, I've quit some of those. But in terms of my work, I've never really quit anything. And that, that also includes, when I look back over my school life, I always found a way to win. Well, interestingly enough, the, the most robust part was sitting with my friends at nighttime at Panera Bread of all places. <laughs> I think it was the only thing that was open. And looking at that notebook, remembering all the times that I wanted to give up because I wanted to have fun. I wanted to go and do other things. I wanted to just be myself and work on things that had absolutely nothing to do with crunching numbers, looking for themes. My, my, my dissertation was qualitative. It started off quantitative. And I just wanted to be different, to do different things. Because when you're in school, it's like you're following a path. And it's clear, you take these classes, you do well, you graduate. And the PhD, you formulate this hypothesis and you determine how you're gonna get to what it, where it is that you're going, what your research is, and you follow the path to get there. But that path of working with school also runs parallel and sometimes intersects with living. People grow up, they grow apart, people die in your life, there are world events that happen. Life happens. And sometimes it's difficult to just keep going forward. I wanted to quit, but I knew that I could see the finish line. And if I could just get there, then I'd be okay. And I did get there. And I was okay. But I began to look around because I had been so laser focused for so long. And I know that there's someone that, that can identify. But I was so laser focused for so long that I remember looking around when I graduated and I realized, wow, 
a lot of my friends are married or engaged or already have like whole families. Like I, it was like waking up, like Rip Van, Rip Van Winkle, waking up and looking around and being like, wait, so, huh? You mean to tell me that like I missed so much in my pursuit of all things education, wanting to just jump ahead. <clears throat> I missed a lot because I was laser focused. So I want you to catch this message. And the message is to make sure that even in the midst of being laser focused, even in the midst of fighting the battle in your mind, the battle between the one that, the part of the mind that says you can't do it, nanny boo boo, and then the vision of yourself actually making it, in the midst of that internal battle, don't miss out on some of life's most beautiful moments. Some of them, yes, I had to sacrifice because it was worth the sacrifice. But others, I can be honest and say, I literally never realized until after I was done how much I missed. And so... In the midst of all that, and this comes from Grey's Anatomy, there's a point where Meredith and Christina were talking about, you know, basically coming out of med school, you know, working in, in you know, a surgical residency at that point. And they were talking about feeling like being a teenager again. And in some ways, that's how it felt. It felt like, for me, it's like, okay, so now I get to live my life, right? I've done all these things to get where I wanted to go, so now I get to live my life. Now I get to take the shot of tequila. Oh, you know, now I get to, you know, do a lot of things that I was only haphazardly able to do a little bit here or there. Except for the fact that we get older and times change. I went to sleep like Rip Van Winkle and I woke up. We were in a different decade. I was older and unmarried, no children, no husband or prospect of husband. And in addition to being someone that was working really hard on becoming I also was someone who what thought that it was important to work really hard on becoming someone that was both a powerful purposeful woman for myself but also I saw myself as a great partner for someone else and so I want to get to the question 
also that's coming out of this. And I want to remind everyone, Ask Dr. Joy Well is available to all of you. Women, men, I love you. I mean, obviously you can send me messages too, but um, whatever, whatever your, um, however you orientate yourself, you can certainly send messages, but I want you to keep in mind that this is non-clinical, so I'm not here as your therapist. I'm here as an individual who has some insight and wisdom and is able to help you through some stuck points with some practical tools and tips that I know have either worked for me, for other people that I know, or um, also just just for um, just for people in general. You know, things that I've seen work things that I've seen um, go well. So I want to get to this letter and then I'm going to tell you where that came from. Okay. Now, those of you who want to run over to at Captivating Joy on Instagram and check out the post, it's there. However, I think this is deeper than that. Um, So let me jump right into reading the letter. Hello. Okay. So the letter comes from Leg the Stallion. I, again, people use all kinds of names on here. That's your alias. Cool. Congratulations to Meg the Stallion for her Grammy win, or several Grammys actually. Um, That's pretty cool. And the letter says, Dr. Joy, I heard you were retiring from dating. What does that mean? Please share the story. (laughs) Yes. So last night I got to a point in my uh, relationship with myself, my personal relationship with myself where I felt a sense of pressure from the inside to make something happen on the outside. So there was this intense pressure on the inside for me to make love happen, to make dating happen on the outside. I talk a lot about self-love, self-care, but I still felt an intense pressure. And I've felt that pressure since very early. I mean, I saw pictures and used to look at photos of, of gowns. Uh, I was in beauty pageants. I was a, a constant, um, I guess, consumer of women's beauty, you know, uh, magazines, everything from Ebony to Jet, which are black magazines founded by um, black people, you know, and they would always have like Jet would always have the beauty of the week. And I would I'd be like, oh, wow, you know, that's that's cool. So that's, you know, a standard. And and it would always be like, well, you know, you got to get married. You've got to find if you hear squeaking, it's my dog. She finds a way on her pod on, on our podcast all the time. Say hello to Maggie May. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> it was always like you had to really strive to find your person. And if you weren't striving to find your person, then surely he was going to come, right? Because that's what Prince Charming does. This, isn't that what Disney taught us? But I got into a lot of working and a lot of focus, as I was describing earlier, focus on really expanding my resume and growing educationally. <clears throat> and so this this leg the stallion, <laughs> leg the stallion, your letter is hilarious. Retiring from dating. What does that look like? Well, you know, I'll put it in the best way possible. Isn't it Jay-Z that has said he was retiring from rap, right? And yet he's still winning Grammys. Tell me how that works, right? I think the best way of describing it is taking the pressure off yourself to perform, to feel like you must do it, that you've got to do it. It's got to be a certain way. It's got to be on a certain timeline. Take the pressure off yourself. And one of the reasons why I didn't say I'm quitting dating or I'm dating myself or any of those other things that we hear people say I'm going to find a ring and I'm going to put it on my finger and make myself feel better is because that's not what it is I've literally been dating for over 20 years folks 20 that's through you know the, the I, and I'm including all the little haphazard small short term um theory relationships or or happenstances throughout my PhD career I'm including the boyfriends I'm including the um the almost but didn't quite count I'm including all of those so in 20 years I'll say I started around 18 years old I had just I begun to I wouldn't like some of you like serial monogamous I dated many different people many different guys let me clarify and I say many I mean many um, whether we ever met in person because I came along at the advent of really the beginning of online dating. Um, so whether we met in person or we just had a complete emotional affair on the phone or chat, I'm including all of those two. So that winds up being hundreds and hundreds of people that I've been able to communicate with in my lifetime. Now, that being said, I'm going to read my response to leg the stallion <laughs> funny name thank you all right so bear with me here we go okay so here we go <laughs> I think it's funny on a Wednesday to be talking about dating it is St. Patrick's Day for those of you who celebrate that and wear green and you know get toasted hey you go do your thing that's not going to be my reality today However, kudos to you 
Here's what I said. I'm retiring from dating apps and the self-imposed pressures associated with dating. If dating and meeting and mating was a job, then right now in 2021, I would retire with full benefits. Not to age myself out, but I've dated off and on for over 20 years. Some workers can retire at 20 years. Even now, by the way, I just want to say that. Even now, if you've worked on a specific job for 20 years or in a specific company, you can take a retirement. I know that's like being phased out, but some people have. For over 20 years, and nope, I'm not yet 40. (laughs) You see, I keep saying that, right? I have either talked with, dated guys old and young, fasted from dating, been to singles conferences, led conversations and talks about dating. I've sat at the dinner table with my friends and talked about dating, remained super chill, preached on abstinence, became a passionate turbinado, made moves, didn't make moves, wrote blogs, bought clothes, waxed, shaved, cooked, stirred, prayed, fasted, and repeat. Not to mention the financials of it all. Because there's a statistic that singles spend, on average, $100,000 on dating in their lifetime. Men, that's not just you. That's all of us. Because women, we spend a lot. Not just on, you know, going Dutch. For some of you, that you do that. I don't do Dutch. Um, but, and yeah, I've gotten away with that over the years. Yeah, I don't do Dutch. Um, so you can send me a letter about that if you'd like, and I'll tell you exactly why I don't and the ways to get around doing Dutch. Okay. But we spend a lot on clothes, makeup, shoes, hair, eyelashes, and all the other things. And people say, well, I'm doing it for myself. No, actually you're doing it because you're trying to be attractive, not just for other women, but for men that you're trying to attract. Do you really think your hair is blonde just because you wanted to try out a new color or because you felt like it might give you more of a fighting chance of being more attractive? Let's be real. So I said dating is a whole damn job. It is where you spend financially, emotionally and psychologically more than you earn. And this isn't me being cynical. This is the truth. We're talking one hours upon hours of conversation, texting and talking all hours of the night, going to get the proverbial coffee first date because, oh my gosh, who would want to spend like a bunch of money at a fancy restaurant with someone they're not attracted to? Though really, it doesn't really matter, does it? You should just live it up anyway. I don't, I don't get that whole point of like, we need to do coffee first dates, but I've done a lot of those. Or I should call them meetups because they really weren't first dates because, of course, that didn't really count. At least for some of you. For me, it did because I was like, hey, I'm putting my best foot forward and you're showing up in sweats. That shows me what what you think about yourself and me. Swiping left and right. I've done a lot of that, too. More lefts than rights. Though sometimes I went through sprees where I would just swipe right for like 50, 50 times just because... I'm an expert on dating, dating online, the silly world of online dating in general, which I started, like I said, at 18. I've had successes and I've had failures, probably more failures than successes. And to me, successes, I moved on or we had a great time and we moved on without um, without any drama, without 
you know, with, with just respecting each other without all the extras that can come sometimes when you're dating. I started online dating back when eHarmony sent full books in the mail and guided you through the art of dating, at least their perspective on it, right? So, yeah, back in the day, when you signed up and you paid like 200 some dollars for eHarmony, I think it was $240, it was $80 um, every month for three months. I hope my math is not off, but I think that's $240. They sent you a book and other information, um, and it was really cool. Like I remember doing eHarmony. That wasn't my first online dating um, experience, but it was, it was very intentional. It was cool um, back then. Um, not to slight you now, eHarmony. Um, it's just that there have been so many other apps that more so were concerned about instant gratification. But back then you had to go through a process to even see what a person's picture looked like on eHarmony. Um, I think that was effective. I met some cool people that way. Um, nope, none of those worked out. But again, didn't really end in drama either. So not only was there eHarmony, but I've read hundreds of books. I've took hundreds of courses, like literally. How to do this, how to do that, how to be, how to be more womanly, how to get what you want, how to be the, you know, the, the kind of woman that a man wants, or how to be the kind of woman for yourself, how to take care of yourself and build your self-esteem before you date, or how to be a woman of faith and date in a world that wasn't designed for you. I, I mean, it's been constant bombardment. So I was basically getting a degree in psychology, getting a PhD as well, and also getting a degree and in investing in all of these other, the, a, a, an informal degree in how to date and how to find a husband. Okay? So there's that. But the payout from all of this, because this was a job, this was a job, answering the phone, not going off when I really wanted to just cuss somebody out, all of those things, the payout was lessons learned, fighting for my dignity, having to get in and out of my feelings, walking away, running back desperately, scrolling, deleting, blocking, picking up my face on the side of the road while I was trying to correct the crown on my head, like literally an emotional mess of running back and forth, of dating, you know, sometimes seven guys at a time talking to them anyway and figuring out from there how it's going to get up and go to work the next day work on papers because sometimes I would take care of my boyfriend right do things for him and then I'd work on my paper at 2 a.m. you know negotiating who I was through all this crap so I realized yesterday and it hit me squarely in the face. I was exhausted with it. I was exhausted with working a job where the payout was just not worth my time any longer. You get to a point in life where you realize some of the things that used to matter don't matter anymore. It's not worth your time. And so I said, I'm retiring from dating today. If I'm going to do anything in this life that takes up my time 
May it be something I love and for people and causes that I cherish. So I said, I'm going to be like Jay-Z. Retired, but I'm still flossing. Retired, but coming on just enough to one, put my put to put someone else on. Because obviously, you know, mentoring is important to me. Making sure people are set up for success is important to me. But two, just like Jay-Z, I'm going to hear myself wax about myself because you know what? There's plenty to say. And so, yes, leg the stallion to answer your question. Yep, I'm retiring from dating. I am officially retired. Well, what does that mean? That means, one, that I'm not looking for or inviting people into my life um, for purposes of dating. I'm just going to enjoy my life. I've spent enough time, you know, 20 years worth of worrying about, does he like me? Does he not? Do I like him? Do I not? Is he going to text me back? Is he not? I'm, I, I'm spent. I can use my time better elsewhere because there are things in my life that I want to do. And I know for you out there, I know it's the same. There are things in your life you really want to do. And I'm not saying this to say that that should be your role or your path. I'm sharing with you that I've walked through many seasons of date, don't date, do, don't do, you know, maybe this time I'll try on this personality and see if it gets me somewhere. The reality is it's about what you need. It's about what you want. It's about what works for you. It's not about what works for me. And for me, in this lifetime, when I look at my life and how many thousands and thousands of hours that I've spent, I'm ready to retire. And so I have a lot of knowledge to share in the department of what has worked and what's been effective and what hasn't worked and what hasn't been effective. But also additionally, on how to be at your best, even when there are people around you that make you feel like, frankly, like your shit. So Ask Dr. Joy Well is an opportunity for you to send in your letters, virtual letters to me, and I'm happy to read them. I'm happy to respond to you one-on-one and um, to confidentially talk with you. So leg the stallion. I hope that answered your question. Uh, Long answer, but hopefully something that matters, you know, because again, each of us has our own path. You have to do what brings you joy, not what brings someone else joy at the expense of yourself. So if I say nothing else today, take that away. What are you doing that brings you joy? And if you're doing things that are stressing you out, stop. Stop. Re-strategize, reset, but you need to stop. Let's have a real talk. Like, stop. You're obsessing over, well, what about this? What about this? You're overanalyzing. Well, what about this? And what about this? No, stop. Stop it. Stop right now. (laughs) Reset, refocus. 
So this Warrior Wednesday, I think it's also important to share with you that your journey matters. But not only your journey, but your joy along the journey. Because there are going to be lots of potholes, lots of stumbling blocks. But let me share this. You can create joy even in the midst of the storm by your choices and your decisions, by what you're letting in and what you choose to leave on the side of the road. And sometimes you do. You have to leave stuff on the side of the road. You have to throw things in the trash dumpster. You've got to incinerate certain things, right? Put it down the, 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 the whatever the thing is in the sink. I can't think of the name of it today. <laughs> but whatever you do, you, you, you can win. But you can't continue to take the baggage with you. And so for me, I'm enjoying the freedom of day one of just not really thinking about things that used to consume my mind. And that includes recovering from this sense of perfectionism so that I can help others as well to understand that life isn't about being perfect. It's about purpose. Purpose. I'm going to say it one more time. Purpose. This has been my pleasure to talk with you today. Hopefully you took something away from what I said. I know you did. And when you go out there and live your best life, if you don't like somebody, stop talking to them. Like in terms of, and when I say that, I mean in terms of dating. If you're on the fence, take some time for yourself. Stop rushing things along and don't let people force you or force your hand, pressure you to make a decision. Instead, what I want you to do is to slow down. Slow down. And it's okay to do that. Whether you're a single parent, you know, you've met this really great person or you've been single and finally someone's paying you some attention and you're really excited about it, slow down a little bit. Make sure that the reason why you're involved with someone is because you want to be, not just because they gave you attention, not just because they fit everything on your list, but also what joy do you have in this situation? Is it manufactured joy? Or is it real, authentic joy? The manufactured joy won't last. Because when the honeymoon phase is over, we all know what happens. The real people come out and you're like, I don't know why I even bothered. So let's start with the manufactured joy trying to stir things up that were never meant to be stirred and slow down and really ask ourselves the serious question not just the who am I not just the who do I serve because that was at the beginning but the serious question of why did I make this choice right now and how is this impacting my life right now Let's be rational for a moment. So use the, the emotions are great, but use the rational part of your brain and start to, to work that out too. And I'd love to hear from you.
So you can send me a message at thejoyexpert.design. That's my website, thejoyexpert.design. You can also send me a message to our brand new website, Challenge Pod. So challenge, the word challenge, pod, P-O-D, dot wordpress.com. You can shoot me a message there. And uh, you can visit Captivating Joy on Instagram to see my response and to read it in full as to why I'm retiring from dating. And as for that, today is Warrior Wednesday. So suit up, empower and motivate yourself and go out there and show who you are, not who you may want to be, but who you are, who you are. Because I don't subscribe to fake it till you make it. I subscribe to show who you are on the way to who you are becoming. And just tell little me to shut up because little me has no place right now in this story. Except as a cautionary tale. Alright? I'll see you next time. Challenge yourself your whole self happy warrior wednesday and keep the families of those who were murdered um, outside of atlanta um, keep them in prayer and in your thoughts because it is dangerous out here and it's a sad time when people feel like we can't you know can't even go out without some of these, you know, racially and ethnically motivated crimes. It's not okay. And we must take a stand against injustice and inequality. No matter where you find yourself. It's very important. I'm Dr. Joy. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great Wednesday.